This is Daisen Shui X, the podcast, episode 213, for the week of March 21st, 2010. Welcome to Daisen Shui X, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Daisen Shui X. Thank you. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Take two here, pumping up the volume a little bit. Uh, let's pretend like we didn't just say this. Hey, Mary. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Hi. Yeah, again, you. Point to the microphone. Get up there. Come what? On, come on. Ah, uh, this is so uncomfortable. Ah, uh, okay. What? Hi. Here. Hi. <laughs> What was my joke before? Oh, yeah, we've done 212 episodes. Everything has been leading up to this episode right here. It's all for you. Thank you so much for your thoughtfulness. I expect major contributions and insights <laughs> and just the amount of intelligence I expect to be spewing from you at your, all times. Your expectations are set way too high. I'm probably going to devolve into 17-year-old self. All right. Just squee the whole time. Great. <laughs> That's my intelligent conversation. <laughs> All right, thank you. Over here, we got our buddy Jeff. Hello, sir. In the middle of a month. I, I must admit, Mike, I'm a little confused. Why are you confused? You invited me all this way to talk about boxers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Today's topic is boxers or briefs. We are going to talk about underwear the entire episode. I, I'm very confused. Uh, what are you wearing right now, Jeff? Uh, boxers. Are you wearing trunks? Yeah, I am. I am indeed wearing trunks. <laughs> right. Uh, so that's Mary. That's Jeff. Jeff, you're here for a mid-month manga Review of awesomeness, sort of, kind of. Kind of, sort of. Plus TV. Yes. I'm actually calling this episode the Trunks Review of Awesomeness. Oh, I like that. Uh, I like it, too. Anything and everything Trunks. So we got Mary, we got Jeff. Julian uh, may or may not show up. Daylight Savings is wonky now. I I never know when he's going to wake up over there in Japan, so maybe we'll see Or him. like now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Julian. Hey, all my beautiful listeners out there in Internet land world. That's right. Internet universe. Internet place. I like that. (laughs) So let's recap. We have Mary. We have Jeff. Now we have Julian off in Japan. Hi. Hi. So uh, that leaves me, Mike. Again, we're here to talk about trunks exclusively this entire freaking episode. Nice. Yeah, so uh, what's on deck this episode? Well, I told you, we're talking about Trunks. We're going to do uh, Trunks, the story, and Trunks, the TV special. Uh, maybe the side story a little bit, probably not a whole lot. We'll give you a, kind of an info recap where you can go learn about that. There's really nothing going on this week. The news has been almost zip. Uh, we'll do the news right now. The Uranai book seems to be, it's one of those, which character are you books? It's listed under that kind of title and uh i think nicktoons is playing a short little promo for kai that's the news that this week that's yeah. the only stuff that's going on right now well the Uran i think doesn't surprise me really because that's the kind of book that kids love the uh you put in your birth date or your blood type and that right spits out a what kind of character are you oh geez i'm a sucker for that kind of stuff too if i was a kid over there i'd be into that mary what character do you think you are goldo no, not really. All right. Uh, so that's the news. We're, we're going to totally ignore our news segment this week because we just did it. The only other housekeeping stuff would be, Julian, you and I did a little guest over on the unofficial One Piece podcast last week. That's special four. 
those of you who subscribe to the show already got that in your feed this week. I should say subscribe to our show. Got it in your feed this week. Uh, definitely check that out. Uh, Zach, Ed, and Greg were there, and it was uh, all around good times. Talked about One Piece, talked about Dragon Ball, talked about connections, talked about fandom, talked about all sorts of things. Right, Julian? That is correct. It was a l- really good time. I had to leave before it finished, but that was cool. Yeah, we enjoyed ourselves. So, uh, folks, that's the housekeeping. That's the news. We are just going to jump right in to our topic this week. So, guys, I'm not entirely sure how we want to go about our topic this week. There's a lot of stuff involved. There is a lot of stuff. I think we're going to do... It is an offshoot of the manga review of Awesomeness. I think we will do... There's only one chapter. So we will do our regular kind of recap of that one chapter. We're not going to do a recap of the entire TV special. That would be a lot more material to cover. So I think we'll definitely give you an idea of what happened in the manga chapter. I want to talk about significant differences between the two and then uh, general talking points and and that kind of stuff. So uh, would anyone like to exclusively be in charge of this one chapter? We can't split it up. We'll do a round robin. Okay, sounds good. If we were going to do one person, I would nominate Mary, but... (laughs) You know what? Actually, I would too. I don't know if I can read for that long. We'll each do a bullet point here. Okay, bullet points. All right, I'll get you started. In the future, a one-armed older Gohan is training with the Super Saiyajin Trunks. They take a break. Trunks remarks that if the Senzu hadn't died out, Gohan could have gotten his arm back, and that his mom is still startled every time she sees him, especially in the classic orange gi, because he looks so much like his father. There's a giant explosion down in a city below them, which they assume is a result of the Jinzo Ningen. Gohan explodes into a Super Saiyajin, and Trunks wants to go with him, saying that he's gotten much stronger. Gohan distracts Trunks and knocks him out, saying that if he were to die, there would be no one left to protect the Earth. Down below, 17 and 18 are destroying a city. 18 remarks that there aren't many people left here, so they should head on north to kill some more. 17 wants to have fun, so 18 suggests they play that game again, where they run them down with cars. Hooray! 17 is suddenly knocked away. It's Gohan! 18 laughs at how 17's clothes are all messed up. He's only got four more sets. 17 remarks that it's been almost a year since they last fought, and he's amazed Gohan escaped. Gohan says he's been training hard, and it's 17's turn to lose. 17 chuckles and notes that he was only using half his power last time, and jumps in on the offensive. Back on the mountain, Trunks wakes up and cannot sense Gohan's key. He flies off to investigate. He discovers Gohan's dead body lying in the remains of the city, and collapses in a rage of sadness. Three years later, Trunks returns home to his mom with some food. In front of a giant capsule-esque machine, Bulma says she's built up enough power for a round trip in the time machine. It takes eight months to charge, so she's not going to be able to test it out ahead of time. If her lab hadn't been destroyed, she could have done a better job. Trunks wonders if he's strong enough to take on the Jinzo Ningen on his own, rather than needing to go into the past. Bulma reminds him that Gohan died fighting them three years ago. A news broadcast breaks in, saying that the Jinzo Ningen are attacking south of West City, which apparently is close. So Trunks Trunks bursts off to fight them. He straps a sword onto his back, turns into a Super Saiyajin, and flies off. Five days later, Trunks wakes up in a hospital with his mom looking over him. He apologizes. 
He will go into the past to give Goku the medicine to cure his heart disease. Bulma truly thinks that if Goku hadn't died, the world would be better today. Trunks is excited to see his dad, but Bulma says not to get his hopes up. He takes the medicine, jumps into the time machine, and he's off. And there you go. That is Trunks the Story, a special quasi-supplemental chapter at the end of Volume 33 in the Tonkobone. It's a little interesting. Over in the Kanzenban, Julian, is placed after the very last chapter, right? Yeah, it's the very final volume for some reason. It's an odd place to put it. Yeah. I I guess let's just talk about that real quick. Mary, do you think it was an appropriate place in the manga? Um, I think I would have liked to have seen it come a little bit earlier, to be honest. Maybe not that much earlier, but maybe closer to the stuff with uh, Goku actually getting the heart attack just so that they kind of bring that point home a little bit more because it's a little bit later, maybe kind of forgot about that plot point. So I think it's slightly too late, but not by much. Yeah, I I feel kind of similar. I mean, we're starting the Cell game here at this point. I I don't want to say Trunks is irrelevant because you could argue, is he ever truly relevant in the entire course of the story? Does he do a whole lot? But it does seem like it's past his time, I suppose. Is that how you feel? Like there's just other more important stuff going on? No, not. I just think it should come sooner, not because of stuff's more important, but just to tie it in a little bit better. Okay. No, no. Which which issue did this come out in alongside the manga? Is it is it following the same time frame as uh how Jump does it? Yeah, I'm not sure what you're asking, Julian. Uh, I mean, which which issue of Jump did it come out in, or was it a special issue? Because I don't really remember that. Oh, you mean was it just in regular Weekly Jump or? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. And alongside which chapter? Um, it was the previous chapter that we just did in the manga review, which was Goku steps up into the Cell Game Ring. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, I would have preferred to have that a little earlier too. Anyway, Jeff, your thoughts on that? Um, I'm actually, while you guys were saying that, I was thinking, well, what would be a better time for it? Since this does really seem like a very awkward place to do it, especially because Cell Game's about to start. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when you think about it, if you were to put it right where Trunks had just shown up... It, yeah, that would be too soon. It would be too soon. And then you kind of figure, well, the story does kind of progress a lot more as we go along. So really, I don't think it would have fit in at any point when Cell shows up at all. In fact, I would think that it would be better after the Cell games are over that you would see this story show up. Because mm. I, think, I think Trunks... Is I mean Trunks is still going to be in the Hold story. Hold on to that thought. Yeah. as we move forward. But. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I still think Trunks has more to go so far that we don't need to have the story at this point in time. They could have probably saved it for later when when we have like another breathing point. You know. Mm, okay. Yeah. As I'm thinking, I'm going. Ah, oh, Mary, you know the scene when Trunks has his flashback. I feel like. That could have been a good place to kind of jump into this territory. Yeah, after that round of issues or chapters, that would have been pretty good. That's a good point. Okay, let's just get some general thoughts on this chapter as a whole, ignoring the TV special. Jeff, let me ask you, what did you do first? Did you read the manga or did you watch the TV special? Watched it first. Oh, you watched it first? Yes, I did. All right, then I'm going to stay away from you for a second. Okay. Julian, I'll go over to you. Uh, Just the manga chapter as itself. Is this something you enjoy? Is it a nice little side story diversion? Is there anything weird about it to you? I like it, but in some ways it's too short. Mm. It needs time, I think, to develop the situation a little more since it does place it, it take place in a slightly different setting than the rest of the series. And I think in that way the TV special does flesh it out a little more. But at the same time, there are places, I think, where the, the manga version is a little more effective in its brevity. Right. And I think we're going to talk about some of those differences between the two where stuff in the, the TV special just doesn't exist over in the manga version. Mary, as the most significant Trunks fan of all time... Oh, yeah! I, I know you love the TV special, but... 
Taking it back over to the manga here, is this something that's still enjoyable on its own? Um, even when I was at the height of my Trunks fandomness, I didn't really truly ever love this. Okay. For the same reasons that Julian kind of described, I think it needs more time to flesh itself out. I think even just benefiting from one extra chapter yeah, would have I helped think two chapters. a ton. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it is a nice little diversion and it's, it's a big departure from the kind of storytelling that we're used to seeing only because how often do we actually jump back to someone else's background and go into it? Like, right, it's very right. unique in that respect, but I want more time with it. Okay. Then Jeff, let me ask you, you watch a TV special first. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel about this one chapter? Um, yeah. Well, coming from the TV special, uh-huh. you, you definitely notice a, a difference in, in just what's not included. Yeah. And, uh, it's um I, I probably shot myself in the foot by doing that, didn't I? Because you think so? I think so because reading the manga, I was like, "Whoa, wait a second! They just jumped uh, a couple days ahead. Whoa, they just jumped years ahead. Right, Whoa, right. they just did this." Uh, so it was really odd. And then um I'll get into my opinion of the TV special later because mm-hmm. I have issues with that too. But that was the most jarring thing I think. Now, if I had not seen the TV show, uh, TV special beforehand, I probably would have still had very similar feelings because you know how I am with these time jumps in the manga proper. Right. So when it comes to seeing these jumps, except much more frequently here, it's very, very weird. So I agree with Julian. It really could have been fleshed out a lot more, okay. especially because, I mean, the the main battle between Trunks, like after after Gohan uh, dies. Right. And this main thing with, with Gohan or with, uh, it with Trunks. It does not to exist out. in the manga. And it's like he's going off to fight. Five days later, he wakes yep. up. It's yep. like, I, I, I think I missed something. <laughs> and how do you get pulled out and all the, you know, the, the usual questions that show up in a situation yeah. like this and just kind of don't get answered. So I think it was, it should not have been a chapter. It really should have been its own thing. You wanted more answers, I guess. Well, I wanted things to get pieced together better. It just felt like, sure. It felt like side stories were slapped together and they just sort of left out bridges between parts of the story. Okay. Is there any other random thoughts on this chapter? I feel like there's not a whole lot you can do discussing the one chapter. There's not a lot we can do without immediately bringing the TV special into it. It's like really hard to talk about it as a singular standalone entity. one chapter. Well, can I ask what the timeline was? Like what was, what was first? What was later? Like the manga chapter I figure was first and then the TV special shows up like a couple months later or something or. So the chapter would have come out, uh, I think I'm looking at like 92 and then the TV special would have been the next year. I think February 93. So obviously the manga came first, just like the regular manga. It's different from Bardock though, where that was an original TV special first, and then Toriyama's like, oh, hey, that's kind of neat. Let me incorporate this. So I kind of took the the uh, the US fans perspective where the TV special is probably the first thing people saw, and then right, they saw the manga right, later. Right. So that's my perspective then. Let's just talk about some of the differences right off the bat. One, obviously, huge, huge, huge one. Trunks is Super Saiyan from the very start of the manga chapter, which is a significant story departure. I agree. From the TV special. Jeff, I'll ask you then, you saw the TV version first. When you first started reading this chapter and he's Super Saiyan, were you like, what the hell's going on? I was like, wow, what a what a huge opportunity missed. Really huge. Because I, I actually really enjoyed that part mm-hmm. uh, where he's he's trying to uh, 
get his strength up, try to get angry, of course, and, and become Super Saiyan. I, I know for a lot of the TV special, we simply have him trying to do it. It's a nice, uh, a nice buildup, a nice side story. That Gohan's explaining, you know, you need to get angry. This is what you should be picturing in your head to do this. And he's talking about death and pain. But because Trunks hasn't actually experienced that, I mean, he was a kid when all this, he was a baby, I guess you would say, when all this stuff was happening in his own timeline. He hasn't experienced this stuff almost as a sentient being. Not that mm-hmm. you're not sentient as a baby, but you know where <laughs> I'm going with that. He just hasn't had firsthand experience with tragic death. Mm-hmm. He doesn't remember his own father. So yeah. that means nothing to him to picture, oh, imagine them being killed and stuff. Yeah, I think it's uh, your first exposure into um, kind of feeling like, wow, Trunks really doesn't have much going on just yet. Especially when, when the manga is concerned. You realize just that he hasn't had much exposure to stuff because he wasn't there when Goku was alive, which makes the his first appearance in, in the actual manga really much more important when he first meets Goku, when he meets right, Vegeta, right. it just makes a lot more sense. And uh, I'm curious to go oh, back. To, to go back retroactively and see how he interacts with them. Yeah. How he's so polite and kind of blushing with everyone. Yeah, because he's like, it's so new to him where yeah. you don't realize, no, really, it is incredibly new to him. He <laughs> right. doesn't know this stuff. Like, it, you didn't really get that, or I didn't get that when I first read it. But mm. now it's really hitting in that, wow, he really is just a stranger that just jumped into this timeline. He doesn't know anybody. Right. It's really amazing. Well, the only person that he knows is a kid. And- yeah, that that's true. I, I love Ebola. how it's Gohan-san, despite Gohan being this itsy-bitsy little dude the whole time. It's just an interesting dynamic. I'm a kid. Why are you talking to me like I'm... <laughs> I'm not your peer. Another big departure is Gohan's already lost his arm at the beginning of the month. Well, I guess you should say no. In the TV version, it's that he hasn't already lost his arm. So it was interesting that the TV version did adapt that part of Gohan. But we have all these different series of events leading up to it. I mean, we see the attack that resulted, sort of. Actually, Mary, as we were rewatching this, I was thinking to myself, did he lose his arm in the battle? Because when the doctor leaves, he says something like, he's not going to be in danger anymore. He'll be okay. Do you think he had to amputate his no, arm? No, it was already and... gone. Was it? Because they show him crawling on the ground and it's just a sleeve. That's right. Ah, good point. Good point. Yep. I totally forgot about that. But you could say, did he lose it in like a key blast or did a building fall on him and <laughs> right. his arm got crushed off? So I, I think it would have to be a key Ouch. blast. I mean, buildings landing on people, probably not doing a whole lot of damage at this point to them. You know what's funny, Mike? Because I actually thought the same thing and Joy had to point out to me that he didn't have an arm. <laughs> I didn't I didn't recognize it until she said something. I was like, oh, wait a second, you're right. <laughs> Another difference, um, Julian, I want to ask you about this one first, is the way yes. in which Trunks does not leave to go with Gohan. In the manga, it's a look over there kind of thing. Whereas in the TV version, Gohan says, all right, you're going to come with me. And then as they turn around, he chops him. Did you feel there was an emotional difference between those two events? Well, I think they're both kind of, well, cruel but necessary on Gohan's part. But I I, I think the look over there is a little bit less believable. I mean, it makes Gohan, or it makes Trunks out to be much more gullible, for one. Mm. Oh, look over there! Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... I guess the, the, the one in the TV special is a little bit less, well, implausible. 
So I think I prefer the one in the TV special. Okay. Mary, is this a big scene to you? Uh, Not that particular moment. No. Only because I feel like it's expected. Right. I agree. But I do like uh, the uh, TV special version of that better, too, of that okay. scene. Yeah, definitely. It just had it, it had more relevance, I think. And, and it, would, it was just placed nicely. Something that you were mentioning earlier, Jeff, is that this entire uh, suddenly it's five days later. The entire fight is weird to describe. There's the TV special, and then stuff happens. And then three years later, within this special, Trunks fights the Jinzo Negan. But in the manga, five days later, he wakes up in the hospital. That whole fight, we do not see in the manga. We do see it in the TV special. That's a, a... I feel like it's worth seeing. We get to see more of 17 and 18 and how they just toy with who they're fighting against. I loved everything that they were in. Me too. Maybe we'll get into that, but All I right. want to agree with that. Uh, right I know we're bat. skipping around in the chronology of the special and the manga chapter, but you mentioned it earlier, but tell me about this particular kind of little fight scene between Trunks and them. I had a lot of issues with it, actually, because uh, the major point that I mean, I'm jumping too, but the major point that I think makes no sense to me is just how he recovered from that. Because from what it looked like, he was getting hit and there was a lot of screaming and like, it just seemed like, wow, he's gone. There's he, they totally killed him, but he shows up five days later, almost dead. There's no Senzu. What's going on? exactly? Well, you know, you think back to Gohan fighting them and 17 does say to Gohan, Oh, it's you again. Has it been almost a year since we last fought? And I kind of feel like 17's, leaving them a little bit alive just to have someone come crawling back to him to fight a little while later. Yeah. Humans can't be that much fun. You need a little strong guy diversion every so often. That makes a lot more sense, but I think they should have mentioned that if that was the case. Because otherwise, it just sounds like they were really intending to kill him. Yeah, yeah. And he just somehow got out alive. And I thought that was just that was just way too coincidental. Okay. So I, I do like that a lot more, though, because it makes a lot more sense that he would leave them alone. Because uh, they were having a lovely time killing all the humans. <laughs> but they leave this one guy alone because he's stronger. That makes sense. Mary, how about you in 17? You say you love him so much. You're over there laughing. Oh, God. Well, I'm laughing because I, I used to read a lot of Seventeen fan fiction back in the day. And a lot of theories back then was that Seventeen was totally gay for Trunks. And that's why they, he kept him alive is so he can do him. I like that, too. That's that's a good, good <laughs> wow. reason there. Good reason. Okay, then. I, oh, I don't really buy into that anymore. But it's an alternative theory. Alternative is in created by Yowie fans. Yes, girls. exactly. Well, how about your thoughts on these scenes, you said you loved every single moment they were on screen. What was it about them that was so engaging? To They're you? so much more ruthless in this timeline than they are in the present. Let me ask you: Is that do you think they actually are that different, or is it just the circumstance where, well, they've killed everyone, so what else are we going to do? Yeah, the circumstances are different because in the present they have a goal of finding Goku, and now that's not even on the radar in the future. Right. So they're so bored; they've gone crazy. I guess. Okay. We will talk more about that later. Well, let's talk about the big scene in the TV special then. I feel like we're jumping around and uh, so many things. There's this and they're skipping this and this is different. But the Super Saiyan transformation itself. I'll blow my load right now. I, I think this is the single best transformation scene in the entire goddamn series. I think they nailed everything about the emotion, the reason, the music, and the voice acting. I think 
think it was so fucking solid. And then they cut to commercial. And then, gosh, <laughs> I catch you. Oh my god, I know. What the hell? <laughs> Isn't that awful? Oh my god. Oh no! Just, I, I mean, I'm glad it didn't happen on the DVD. But even Joy and I were like, "What the fuck just happened?" Um, Jeff, let me ask you then. Incredible. You, you liked it a lot. Incredible. That was awesome. That was that was absolutely awesome. What about it was good? Is it just everything that I just said? I, I want to hear from you why you liked it so much. I will concur with you, sir. It was it was the uh, the way that they just timed it. The, the the pacing of it and the fact that you saw uh, that he had a reason to get this upset yeah. is what it is. I mean, if he were to get this mad over, like, I don't know, an android dying, not as believable as <laughs> this good friend trying to train you. He ends up dying. You get really upset. I mean, that, that just makes a lot more sense to me. So I think his angst was just perfect. It was for, appropriate. It appropriate was pro- Well, I mean, with, with Gohan saying that he got mad thinking about Piccolo and, and uh-huh. uh, and dying, right? Mm-hmm. So he had that type of thing. To see it happen for, for Trunks, but with Gohan dying, it just sort of tied that whole thing in. So that, that sort of quick previous story kind of coming up again, except for Trunks, it just made it appropriate. But the way they, they animated it and everything with the music, of course, the mood mm-hmm. was just perfect. Mary, how about you? I mean, oh, I, I, yeah, it's like one of my favorite scenes of the whole one series. of the most abused <laughs> scenes you've used. Yeah, in of course. History. It's just, so well done, like what Jeff said with the pacing and the music, but the acting also and the color palette. Yeah. And it's oh, just yeah. so well animated, well, too, compared about, to what I'm used to. Tell me about these subtleties. The color palette is very different, and the voice acting is very different. We, we don't have such a serious scene all that often like this. Yeah, it's just everything coming together. I remember this was actually the second DBZ fan sub I had ever seen. Oh, wow. Uh, it was uh, that movie 13 I got from a friend, and I watched them both in one day. Right. So I got to this. I didn't know shit about Trunks, except I knew he was a cool guy, and I was crying like a bitch after this scene i was probably like maybe 17 or so or 16 i forget i was like oh my god and that was with having no history with these people just mm-hmm. watching that you know in the heat of the moment so without even knowing the character really you yeah. were able to feel that emotion from it mm-hmm. okay julian how about you what is your history with this tv special and how did you feel when uh you saw the big scene so i think the first time i actually saw the tv special was in the form of a couple of clips on a website that were very grainy and hard to hear way way back in fact i think it was one of the few things of the japanese version that were one of the, among the earliest of the ones that i saw uh-huh I was very impressed. What about it impressed you? Is it just the same stuff that we're all repeating, kind of circle jerking over? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was definitely the the sort of the intensity of the scene. They they just I don't know. I think a lot of the the anime suffers from being sort of dragged out and sort of belaboring the point, but this was very concentrated. Mm, right. So it was very effective. I want to mention a couple little things that you don't always notice. For example, when he clenches his fist, it actually starts bleeding. Yeah. He's grasping himself that hard. I mean, it has to be that because he hasn't picked up Gohan at that point yet. Right. I think that's, it's a subtle thing, but it just adds to the emotion. Frieza does that too when he starts to go crazy. Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> so they've done it before, but it's not quite in the uh, death uh, serious kind of scene. I, I do want to give major props to Takashi Kusao. His Gohan-san, Gohan, he's weeping as he's walking forward. He's not fully saying the name each and every time, and it just builds and builds and builds as he gets up to him, and he picks him up. He just... 
his screens there, they're not over the top. They're not character voice. I mean, they feel real to me. I, I feel like he's really screaming in pain there. Yeah, and he's not, no! Right. Which is very helpful that they didn't go that route. <laughs> right, right. He doesn't say anything. He just, it's it's just a visceral scream. He's incredibly talented. Especially Yo. something <laughs> something that like you picked up on as we were rewatching it is how when he's thirteen at the beginning of the special he sounds prepubescent and then the three years later he immediately sounds like he does when he first appears in the show. Yeah, yeah. There's a subtle difference in his performance, just aging himself three extra years. Right. It's kind of a hint towards what Chibi Trunks is going to sound like later on, but it's not entirely there yet either. The fact that he's able to do these three stages of the character so distinctly, and yet you know it's the same character. Each performance, I'm really impressed. I mean, so many years later, I continue to be impressed with how he's voicing this character just dead on in each age. I'm actually really shocked that you're saying it's the same guy. I never would have thought that. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, the the voices are similar in, in each stage. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've heard of him, I've heard of his voice in GT, the actual Japanese that is, uh-huh. um, compared to these voices in, in the TV well, special. GT Trunks is kind of this, well, he's even older than what this Trunks is. Yeah. But it's, it's like, uh, I had no idea it was the same actor. I mean, I can piece it, but usually in this sort of scenario, you get different actors. That's just what I assumed. Yeah. He does future Trunks as well as the current timeline, younger Trunks later on. That's amazing. With just that bratty voice. Yeah, no, amazing performance. Last difference I want to mention is art. It's really the framing and how different the manga is from the TV special version. Usually with the DBZ TV series, you can sit with the manga and see frame for frame exact almost tracings, it feels like. It'll be the exact same camera shot, the exact same frame. And the Trunks TV special, because it's such an expansion upon what there was in the manga, obviously they have to do a lot of their own stuff. But I also feel like what is the same can also be drastically different from what was on the page. I feel like this is one example where you can't always expect to hold the manga there and say, hey, look, it's drawn exactly the same way. So I'm going to scroll down a little bit here for you guys. I have two different examples. First shot here is of Gohan when he lands to fight 17. You'll see over in the manga, it's a drastically expanded frame compared to what is in the TV version shot. That little screen, the, the color one, that is the entire frame of what's shown in the TV special, whereas in the manga, you get much more of Gohan He's turned at a slightly different angle. It's that kind of stuff where it's the same scene, but it's not drawn exactly the same way. There are some examples, as you'll see here, where Trunks jumps up into the sky with his sword. Even over in the manga, you get those quick shots in succession of him clipping the belt, putting it on his back, and jumping into the air. But not everything between the two is exactly the same. Did you pick up on this? Did you feel like that contributed to how different the two felt? Well, because the TV special had so much more of an opportunity to expand on the story, I felt like they had more liberties with being 
cinematic just well, because they're doing so much like fill-in stuff and even what is there is so different it feels like so why trace the scene itself that's actually kind of interesting too because it felt like the manga was more concentrated to uh i mean just the art style was um something i picked up on because i really liked how it was drawn i mean the the it was well good the good animation team it was like almost on par with the movies yeah i mean it, it, it has a very very nice style to it but there are differences between the two uh and um i can't say that i mentioned it or that i noticed it while i was watching it but certainly uh kind of reflecting back on it the um the animation in the tv series was was probably better than i've seen but i still prefer the manga when it comes to the art just because of how the motion is uh, a lot more it's not as subtle as you usually see in the mm-hmm. the rest of the series but like here it really um it really just seemed like they had a good style going in the manga well toriyama's art is pretty fantastic mario i was mentioning again last night i don't remember how we get on the subject i was pitching about a american comic that i was reading oh, okay. the art style <laughs> And I was saying my favorite artist is still Toriyama. And maybe it's just because I'm dumb and I don't get art. But I feel like Toriyama's there's no shading. Everything is simple enough that I can always tell what is happening in every single shot. But things can be extremely detailed at the same time. You look at some of his backgrounds. Oh, yeah. With the mountain ranges and the dirt and the pebbles and everything is just so intricately done. Toriyama just epitomizes what I want clean art to look like. And I think this chapter does have a lot of that going on. The two of them sitting up on that mountaintop, Gohan's like resting his arm on his knees, they're just sitting and chatting. It's incredibly detailed. And not to mention the the great uh, spread that was in the previous chapter uh, that we read. Oh, right. Just the two-page spread the, of the, sexiness. Oh, it's just, I mean, just gorgeous. And, He's and it, kicking his art style here. It really pretty makes awesomely a, rocking. a big improvement in these chapters. It's just, fan, it's just really, really fantastic to read. Uh, and I want to bring up how you said, like, it's very simple, but also very detailed. Um, my favorite artist, I think, would be, uh, would, would be Miura, the guy who does, uh, Berserk. Oh, okay. And even though he has a staff and it takes so long well, I mean, long everyone to do has this. people doing some stuff for But him, here's but. the th- I mean, there's just so much detail in, in that manga and it's, it's really gorgeous. But the problem that I have with it is that there's so much that it's, it does get very hard to tell what's going on mm-hmm. because, uh, some things would be detailed in the back more so than the front and you can't make the separation. So you're kind of getting like a little illusion in front of you of like what's actually happening and it's right, very hard right. to read. I never, ever, 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 ever have that happening. You can go back in this, in, in every manga review of awesomeness. I never complain about not understanding yeah, like, what's, what's going happening on. in this panel i can't quite tell no, no we i never, never have that, that. No. never had that uh, problem at all i mean especially here it's just gorgeous the way that the guy illustrates I, I think it's really really beautiful let's talk just general stuff about trunks specifically relating to the manga chapter and the tv special because it's all about our main man so mary i have to ask you we're focusing on trunks we we're having a little mini conversation of the other day you said finishing this tv special you're like man even after all these years trunks is still my favorite character let me ask you i don't find him all that interesting of a character why do you like him so much because this was the first thing that i saw i kind of did stuff in reverse i saw this first and then i saw the episodes that he first appeared in so i already knew his backstory going into it Mm -hmm. 
So somehow I think in my head that built them up to be more interesting. <laughs> I can't answer that. I guess it, as far as like DBZ characters goes, he's uh, the most tragic as far as a back history goes. No one really gets a back history. He right. gets a back history. I think that's awesome. I, I think what we agreed on was his back history is more interesting than the character himself. I want to say, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Well, because the character himself is so mild mannered. Right. And right. that's why I like him is because he's so mild-mannered he mm-hmm. could he could have ended up being such a huge stereotype he could end up being chibi trunks well no not even that just like <laughs> he could have ended up being a mini vegeta right right like a total ass but instead he again like i say the trunk from our timeline right right but instead he's the opposite of what you expect in that he's uh-huh. polite and he's relatively mild-mannered mm-hmm. uh, i think that's interesting just because it wasn't what i would have expected out of someone who went through such a horrible youth Right. Julian, let me ask you, is the world of Trunks more interesting than the character himself? I think in some respects. I mean, Trunks is very much a product of that world, but because of that, he's very driven, he's very single-minded, and he has, you know, he's very much got a point to his character. But for the same reason, maybe he's not quite as interesting because you know how he's going to react to a given situation. Oh, okay, yeah. Can you not say that about any other character? I mean, you always know that Vegeta is going to make a rash decision. You always know that Goku is going to punk it out until the end and do everything he can. So is it accurate to say that you always know how Trunks is going to act and that's no different from someone else? I don't know. If maybe I'm, not entirely. I don't know if I'm explaining that properly. I would say no, only because of what we talked about in the last manga review of Awesome is where Trunks gives up and he's like, okay, just just kill me. True. And that I thought was kind of out of character. Mm -hmm. Jeff, I'm going to ask you the exact same question because I don't know how you feel. Restate it. Is the world of Trunks more interesting than the character himself? (sighs) Ah. So much meta feels nice. Um, <laughs> I'm all about the meta on this show. <laughs> we, we can go on and on and say, this happened and this happened. Hey, remember when this happened? Mm-hmm. Who the hell cares? We want to get your version cherry popped opinion on this. <laughs> I, I do like uh, Trunks as a character, actually. You do? Okay. Yeah, I mean... I'm not saying you can't, you shouldn't. No, no, but, but it, it's it's weird because I like the background and his story equally to the character. Okay. I really do. Even when he shows up in, in the regular timeline, mm-hmm. I think he's an interesting character. This guy being from the future, being so mild-mannered. Right. And also being terrified of these uh, Jinzo Ningen, you know, right. because he knows right. what's going to happen. We have a lot of examples like this. You're, you're going to meet another character in the next story arc who is totally freaked out by a certain villain, and everyone else is like, eh? Okay, let's go check him out and see how strong he is, which is very similar to what's going on here. Yeah, but I think that that he as a character has enough points to just being... I mean, while he might be mild-mannered, he also seems like uh, one of the more um, mentally stable of the strong guys. You think he is, because the TV series especially will argue otherwise about him being mentally stable. Which is weird. Weird to say that. I, I that That's how I get... Or, that's the impression I get of him right now, anyway. He's the dude having non-flashbacks in the middle of <laughs> explanations to people. And... It's true. Um... <laughs> One thing that I think is interesting about Trunks is that in his very first introduction, they kind of make, an, make him out to be like a huge badass, the way he steps up to Frieza. But that's what's so awesome about that introduction, because as soon as he puts the sword away, he turns around with a smile and speaks 
textbook Japanese. Right, right. So I think that's very interesting about him because it's like, ah, oh, got you. You think he's some cool badass dude, but really he's just going to serve you soda. <laughs> well, it's just because he knows what's going to happen that he, he's got that sort of cockiness to him. Right. It, it's not that he's being brash. It's that he does really know what's going to happen. <laughs> it's not just that... He knows he can beat Frieza, but I guess in a weird way, he knows that he does defeat Frieza, or that Frieza is at least defeated by him or Goku. That's something I've always wondered. Does Trunks know that he's going back to beat Frieza in his timeline? No, because doesn't he say when he meets up with Goku that things have already turned out wrong? Right. Actually, the timing is kind of off. Right. I think he says that. Yeah, he, he messes up everything. He learns to regret that. Um, I want to take it back over to the TV special briefly to talk about music. We were mentioning how great the background music is. As we were rewatching it the other day, Mary, I'm going, oh, this great piece from movie one, great piece from movie five. Great See, piece. I, I don't know where the hell music's from. You, Again, well, you, this, you was saw the, this, first. this was the second fan film I ever saw, so I assume, oh yeah, this is all Trunks TV special music. But you always say to me, you love the background music in this special. I love the background music music my favorite dbz background music is the fight between trunks and 17 and 18 uh the three years later fight oh okay do 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 let me ask you guys about the closing theme aoi kaze no hope or just commonly translated the blue wind of hope jeff did you even care this is a song for all of us but did you watch it? Did you notice? Did you care? I kind of jumped around the ending credits, unfortunately. <laughs> so um, I um, I was a little... I wouldn't expect you to be like us, where you're like, I'm going to watch the closing song and listen to it on loop. Well, I, I kind of was starting to listen to it, but then it just sort of reminded me of like every sort of anime closing theme that doesn't really relate to what I just saw. That's fine. That's I, fine. That, I felt it didn't relate. So I what just... What are you talking about? It doesn't relate. It's talking about a strong guy. That's, that's yeah, DBZ if you're reading the, the lyrics, if you're reading the lyrics, if you're listening to the tune, you're kind of like eh, da, 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 da. Yeah. all right forget you mary <laughs> i love it okay why do you love this song again or one of the earliest things i ever heard so nostalgic <laughs> value you were mentioning as we got to the theme though that it's doing a little clip show do you think that adds to that mood there yeah it really helps just because it shows all the scenes from the tv series and stuff mm-hmm. it's helpful all right so my music review guy doesn't have a lot to say about it mary the super fan doesn't have a lot to say about it julian how about you do you have anything to say about the closing theme to the tv special well, I, I liked it and it's nice to have something that's a little bit uplifting at the end that's what such. i'm looking for you know screw you guys julian's yeah. all about this he's hitting what i want him to say yeah especially compared to the dub which had a very depressing song about a dead child which i thought was kind of unusual um I, th- but- there was i, I got to interject there are so many things i could say right now that you would expect mike to say right now and i'm not going to do it <laughs> mary we switched over at one point i'm not going to talk about it can, yeah can i mention that please what did you- Okay, yeah, I didn't realize that um, there was the Japanese track on it. I totally forgot to go into languages and set it. So when I started watching it, um, okay, okay, that opener was like, whoa, okay, no, that was pretty terrible. And then, then as it goes into it, and that background music is so freaking bad. I'm sorry, it's terrible. It's terrible. Oh, like a minute into it, I had to switch to the Japanese. I was like, I, I totally forgot to switch. The scene where Gohan's climbing along the ground. Oh, I'm gonna God. say it. <laughs> It's like a rap song playing. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't get that far. I really want to try. I, I got to see this now. That was so No, 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 you don't. Bad. No, you don't. <laughs> it was so bad. Okay, anyway, p- pulling it back. Pulling it back. Uplifting song. Th- this song is also where I learned the word muteppo. Okay, what's that? Which is like 
what, what's a, what's a good word to translate it? It's like disrespect for authority and sort of um, what what you call it um, impertinence, uh, kind of um, almost being recklessness. Um, I think reckless is a good word, but it, it helped me when I was reading botchan because it's not a word that you encounter that often in modern settings. There you go, Trunks teaching you a language. Oh yeah, yuzuri no muteppo. Impertinence that I inherited from my old man. Oh, okay. So let's talk about androids now. All right. <laughs> Forget Trunks. Tell me about seventeen and eighteen. What else you did you want to note about them? Aside from Trunks himself, these two like make the TV special for me. Okay. Just in this forty-five minute special, they managed to leave an impression on me that the rest of the TV series with their appearances can't even match. Mm-hmm. Just because they have great one-liners and they kill people in really twisted ways. Well, with cars on. in the series proper, they weren't intended to be the villains. I mean, at one point they were, but first we had 19 and 20, then, oh, we can't do them, we gotta do 17, oh, we can't do them, we gotta do Cell. So they were kind of swept under the rug in a way, and now we have this timeline where they are the villains, so you have to let them shine a little bit. And it's great, because it's so different from all the villains that we've had in the past, and that they look like regular kids, yeah. like regular teenagers, just, just with doing really bad. large foreheads. Yeah. <laughs> the scenes with them at the amusement park. Awesome. It's just great. Just cutting in line, blowing it up and flying off anyway. But it makes sense. Like, it just fits into the story because... Everything's a game to them. It, and that's that's perfect because they're the closest to human beings that you have for villains in the series, really. I mean, there's like yeah. actual human beings that are villains, but I mean, uh, these guys well, are... Well, are there? Red Ribbon Army. Ribbon Army. Yeah, Red Ribbon Army. That's like it, though. Yeah. I mean, well, other than animals carrying guns, but I mean, <laughs> I still can't get over I'm sorry. But I mean, just these, these two androids having fun everywhere. Yeah. It's just... Like it, it makes perfect sense. The fact the that the looks on their faces, totally makes eyes, it. Just <laughs> wide crazy. Yeah. He's crazy, man. Oh yeah. But, My favorite scene is when um she's at the clothes store yes. and she's like, "Yeah, I got clothes." And he seventeen turns around and blows up the place. And it's just like, "Hey, I told you not to blow up the clothes store." And he's like, "Oh, I forgot." And then he had this grin on his face. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, <laughs> like, sorry." You rat bastard. Is there anything else to mention? We thoroughly enjoyed it. It's clear. I think we all really enjoyed the TV special. To some degree, we enjoyed the manga chapter. It sounds like we all wish it had more room to breathe. I guess that's what the TV special did, is it gave it that room to breathe. Let me ask you about Toriyama and uh, what was changed from his original vision. That was all for the best, do you think, with the transformation and just the, the series of events? I think every single change was done for the better. I can't think of a single thing that's better in the manga version. Mm-hmm. Compared to the TV special, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit on the other direction on this one because um, the manga, while it seemed rather short, it made sense to be like it, it just seemed like the, the the manga version what Toriyama was going for was like let me just fill in some details because I have a yes. chapter to do this. Yes. And the TV special was like, no, this is supposed to be a real thing. Let's like, let's no, you got it. seriously. I'm sure it must have been like a huge canon debate with that too. <laughs> but like, um, but it, I, well, that that's the thing. This mm-hmm. is one of the only cases where we have a direct contradiction. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we have yeah. plenty of filler mm-hmm. that contradicts stuff. But yeah. this is, I mean, this 
is the version of this, and they do not mesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think that that does make the TV special seem uh, a little weird in that way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I actually kind of felt the TV special was much more cliche, uh, like almost like storyline I could have mapped out from like three other movies that I've seen. Okay, it did not feel all that original in the way that things uh, were done. Like for example, uh, the the storyline is a classic storyline, so I've seen it a lot of times yeah, before. Of course. So I mean, that's the only criticism I can really give it. It's just that I felt like I've seen it before, uh, even in the series itself. There might have been this very similar storyline, not the same characters, the same villains, but like just the same kind of ideas. Someone gets it. hurt, someone gets mad, they seek vengeance. Yeah, I mean, and and someone you grows can boil in the everything process. down to that though. So that's true. So I, I mean, I can't. That's why I'm not going to make it a huge point. But it, at at the same time, while watching, I was just kind of like, yeah, a little expected, but but still, the inner details made it much more enjoyable than just like the overall theme. But it's still something that kind of bothered me in the back of my head. Last thing I promise I want to mention is about the TV special. I totally forgot to throw this on the outline, but Mary, we were talking about it for a while the other day. That's, for lack of a better phrase, the camera work in the TV special. The way scenes are framed specifically during the fight that does not exist in the manga, Trunks versus 17 and 18, when he's running through the hallways, 17 pops out from the side, 18 has that shard of mirror glass that she looks around the corner with. That is something you do not see in the series proper. The direction on this, so different and is that just contributing to how, how different of a mood, how amazing of a mood this was? Yeah, it was a big help. It pretty much makes the mood for me, I think. And I don't know why they don't take such chances on the you know the TV show itself. I guess it's because everything is laid out, yeah, you know, laid in, out in, the manga. in the manga. Yeah, it's the kind of thing Toriyama doesn't do. So why would it ever show up in the TV? So they had more room to be creative in the uh, TV special. And it's this kind of stuff that makes me want more back history adaptations of the story. Well, I kind of think it should lead... I mean, like, they should have more openings in the manga in general for the TV show to build from. Mm -hmm. It's like like the one opportunity where they were able to write their own parts of the story and it succeeded hugely. Well, we have the Jump Super Anime Tour special, which takes place during a time jump, so they could do whatever the hell they wanted there. And most of us thought that succeeded pretty well. Yeah, so so every opportunity they've had so far <laughs> has been really Bardock special was good. Bardock, Bardock special, special was good. good. Yep, all that's been good. So, so far it's great. I mean, I know mm-hmm. in the future it doesn't always come out that way, but right now it's, it's really nice to see that they can extend upon it and succeed. And to me, I feel like the two movies that do the best at that are 9 and 13, which you can argue are the ones that could fit in to the canonical story the best because they're during these open time years, as opposed to things like movie three where you're going, all right. Who's supposed to be alive? Who's supposed to be on this planet? How do they know about Frieza? That kind of stuff you, you just kind of deal with. But Julian, do you have any thoughts? I don't even remember where we're going, but let me just get your final thoughts then <laughs> on the manga versus the TV special. Um, I'd say that in, in some ways I prefer the, the dramatic elements of the TV special. But I think it's kind of cool that Toriyama actually did the manga version of this at all, since he tends not to give too much background at times. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll save Mary for last. Jeff, your final thoughts on Trunks here? I actually agree with Julian, that, uh, a point that I didn't even realize, where, yeah, Toriyama doesn't go into history much. Yeah. So, full agreeing, uh, fully agreeing with Julian. You were going to say I was going to say agreeing, so I was. But fully agreeing with Julian, it's nice to see him actually kind of fill in some blanks. And uh, it does get a really good fleshing out with the uh, with the TV special. Mary, it's yes. your time to shine here, babe. Oh, 
I've said everything I want to say. Because if I expand anymore, it's just a splooge fest. Of I just... feel like that's all we've done, though. So you <laughs> may as well continue. I have no intelligent insight just to say I love it. And this is just pure nostalgia for me. And if it wasn't for this TV special, I probably would never have made my sight and sustained my love for this fandom for so long. Here's it's the all thing. about this special. You definitely still love the series. Yeah. But I know it is difficult for you to always care about every little detail. You don't care about every bit of news every week, that kind of stuff. But it was amazing to me to see you watching this TV special and kind of like singing along with some of the background music again and having guess, such a good time with it. I guess I just love nostalgia. Okay. I also think it's genuinely awesome, especially compared to some of the sloppy you know, work in the TV series. Just. Mm-hmm. The, the production values on this really makes me wish the rest of the thing was like this. And it's right. not. And because it's not, it makes this all the more unique to me. Sure, sure. I kind of wonder if um, how many people really fell for the series when they saw the TV special. Like how it how in fans' views. Because for me anyway, I didn't. I, this is like the first time I'm seeing this. Well, no, it is the first time I'm seeing this. Right. Uh, and it's incredible. I'm kind of amazed I've never seen it before. Uh, most of the fans that kind of flew into it with the Cartoon Network anyway, or even with some of the fan subs who haven't seen the special, probably don't even realize this thing exists. And it's really incredible. I'm kind of wondering how that how that's different on the other side of things, where it's like people who started with the series seeing the special and really falling in love with it after seeing it. Oh, no. I, in terms of a domestic release, it did come out pretty early on with Funimation's DVDs. I think in 2000, around then, it came out. I think it was out. like March 2000? Jeez, all right. Or then. April? It, it was interesting. Over here in the U.S., they actually put out the Trunks TV special before the Bardock special, hmm. which was a little weird. So we have had it consistently throughout most of you know, the, the big push of DBZ yeah. in the U.S. And we did get a re-release with the, the Steelbooks and that kind of stuff, and... Still no clue what's going on with a Dragon Box release. Interestingly, uh, over in Japan, the Bardock and Trunk specials were on only the box releases. There were no individual disc releases of any of the TV specials, including the GT TV mm-hmm. special. So the U.S. has it very different from Japan in that respect, where you can just plop down the 20 bucks or whatever and get the and disc. And grab it, yeah. Whereas you have to buy the $1,000 Dragon Box set to get it over so, there. So then you AMV people... Uh, well, me included, but I mean, you A&V people. Um, is this, uh, in the grand catalog of, of DBZ AMVs, is, is this special? Not most of the videos, but maybe a good chunk of the videos that are... Like, it's in every Trunks video Mary ever did. Well, because the footage is there. We used it in, um, what, our Green Day video from... Oh, my, we just realized that video is how many years old? Five now? years old. Jesus. <laughs> so that pretty much goes to say that like almost every person who's made a, a DBZ video has had something from the special. It's, it's that raw emotion. Yeah. That, I hate to use the word again. It's that visceral emotion mm-hmm. that you're looking for. It hits it. It nails it. And when you're trying to do an AMV and you want to hit that emotion too, well, you're going to use all the good bits you can get. Mm-hmm. I think that's it for our discussion on the trunk special. Uh, I did note the side story. You can go back to episode 139 of our show. That was uh, about a year and a half, almost two years ago. It's weird to say, hey, remember that episode from two years ago? And we're in our fifth year of the show. 
We talked with Herms from Constantine back then about the side stories. There's a whole thing you can learn all about, and the Trunks one is special and different. It's actually up on our website in its entirety, so you can listen to the podcast episode, you can read the text of it, you can see the pictures over in our tidbits section on the site. So by all means, check that out. You have three things to compare. I think if we added that in, we'd talk for probably three hours about all the different things. This is just so much to talk about. So since we already had kind of that discussion then, go back to that, compare it with what we said now. I wonder if any of our opinions line up or totally different. I don't know. Topic is over. Let's move on to, oh geez, I guess let's do a release. Uh, we're closing in on the end. Uh, I'm sorry. There's three releases. <laughs> uh, let me get you going here. March 24th. So I guess that would be this week. Over in Spain, we've got Dragon Ball Volume 4, Saga de Palacio de Udenai Baba. Uh, it's the R2 Pal Spain release. Like I said, Dragon Ball Episode 69 through 88. The five standard languages for that release. Uh, and of course, the subtitles are in Castilian Spanish. 49.95 euros. Zona Debide Punto. Tom, Mary, give me the other release that same day. We've got the French Kanzenbahn Dragon Ball Volume 7 from Glenant. It's 10.55 euros. You can pre-order it on Amazon France for 10.02 euros. And Julian, finish us off on the 31st. On the 31st, we have uh, Dragon Ball Character Uranai 2010. It's 840 yen, and it seems to be a which character are you type book where you choose your birth date and your astrological sign and, you know, things like that. And it uses a complex mathematical formula to (laughs) point you to the right page. Does it really? Would you like to break down that formula for me right now? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not privy to the formula. All right. Let's uh, close up the show with a couple last things. First up's an email. That's right, we're doing one email this week. This is a follow-up. I th- All right. I think you guys are going to remember uh, this original email uh, from, well, the original email from this person. I don't remember what episode it was, but let's jog your memory with uh, Jeff reading it here for us. All right, and this is from Obi, am I right? Yes, you are. Uh, okay, well, Obi says, hey, Mike, Mary, Mary. <laughs> it's Mary. And I think every episode when you introduce me, Mike, we need to say how it's spelled. M-E-R-I. Mary. Yes. You see, there are certain places where this is not a problem in there. Are places where all uh, both Mary and Mary sound the same. You know, yeah. the only name that is consistently spelled properly is Mike. Yeah, damn you and your normal C. <laughs> Julian gets different spellings. Mary gets different spellings. As a, I think I was saying, my family still doesn't know what Mary's name is. No, you just so. start calling me by my full name. I'm used to it now. I hear it at work. I just call you the wife. Okay, usually gets the point across. Anyway, Jeff, go ahead and read Obi's email here. So he says, "Hey, Mike, the wife, Julian, and whoever's on the podcast right now. This is Obi once again. I'm the." guy who had two kids who wants to watch Dragon Ball. Just wanted to give you guys an update on what happened after you answered my email. Well, first of all, they love Dragon Ball. They loved it so much that they made me do a Makafushigi adventure ringtone for my cell phone. Oh my god. In English, of course. And they sing along with the song. They like the try, try, try part. Then when both of them are at school, then they see each other at the hallway or something. They do the Kamehameha greeting, action and all. Their respective classmates will ask them, from what show was that from? And most of them have no idea what Dragon Ball is. So, so sad. I followed your advice and showed them some selected episodes and they got the gist of it. I skipped the earlier episodes where Bulma met Muten Roshi for the first time and showed her goods to him, quote unquote. Their impression of Master Roshi is just some crazy old man every time he does his 
just perverted stuff. There's some naughty scene here and there, such as Roshi trying to get a peek on Lunch's undies when his meatball fell under the table while eating. My boys thought that Roshi's just taking forever to pick up his food that fell. So most of these scenes just fly over their heads. Their favorite episode so far is the Krillin fight with Bacterium, because of all the gross humor, and the Goku fight with Jackie Chun. Now they want to see the next box set. I did just get the season two set for 25 bucks at Amazon. Great deal. And I'm planning on getting the next set on my next paycheck. You guys also mentioned on episode 211, if you have any listeners from California, more specifically, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. To answer your question... Oh, God, I forgot about this. (laughs) We do call San Francisco as, quote-unquote, city or the city. No one calls it Frisco or San Fran. (laughs) That's what I get. At least most people that I know. Only the non-local peeps or tourists call it that way. SF is the more common way of saying it, or just plain San Francisco. Anyways, thanks for a great podcast. Keep up the great work. You guys rock sore later. All right. So let's go through a couple of the points. What I love is how he's noting that if the kids don't get it, they just think Kamehameha is some crazy <laughs> dude. Fabulous. That's so great. I think that's what works about it is if you don't understand what sexual humor is, he's just a stupid old well, guy. Well, let me tell you about the kind of thing that used to go on in my house if we ever encountered something like this. Uh-huh. Not with Dragon Ball, but let's say we were watching a cartoon and something inappropriate would happen. I was so naive. This stuff would go over my head. But my mom would make such a big deal out of it and fuss and be like, oh, oh, that's so disgusting. I'd be like, oh, really? Was there something wrong with that? And then I'd overthink it. And then uh-huh. eventually I'd realize, oh, okay, there was something wrong there. So she kind of did more harm than good well, by harping on it. I, I think it's too. much better to just let it be yeah. and don't say anything. And most kids will probably not understand what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. Two great anecdotal notes there then where the kids here, it's totally flying over their head. And it would have flown over your head if someone didn't make a big deal out of it. Right. That's some good stuff there. Um, Julian, what are your thoughts on uh, showing kids Dragon Ball? I don't remember if you were on with us when we were talking about this, but you think this was a, a good tactic of skipping some of the worst stuff and just letting them think he's a crazy old kook? Well, I, I think that's one way of doing it. And I, I do second the idea that, you know, kids at that age, that sort of humor just flies right over their heads. And when they get older, then you have to start worrying about what they're being exposed to. <laughs> right about when they hit 12 or 13. Which is the intended audience for this series. <laughs> really thought yeah. it was like six-year-olds. Is that too young? It's, I can't tell. It's for anyone who is not us pushing 30. <laughs> Let's just put it that the, way. The other thing is, yeah, six-year-olds find nudity funny, not titillating. Right. I agree. I think it's funny. And Jeff still does. I still think it's funny. <laughs> People get naked, I laugh. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Let's show our trunks to each other. <laughs> um, how about that? All right, then. <laughs> Um, anyone else have anything they want to throw to Obi here? I, I think it was great that we heard back and hear uh, what the word is on the street with the kids. It's good to hear. Kids, they're singing, try, try, try. That's so good. I just love the idea of kids running around saying, Kamehameha, and singing Makabushi Adventure. <laughs> I used awesome. to do that, too, except I was a teenager. <laughs> so that makes it feel worse. <laughs> On the beach, training by the ocean. Which is hilarious, because <laughs> movie four is terrible. I know. And yet you're emulating it in real life. That wasn't what I was going for. Uh, Julian, if people want to send us updates on their kids, where can all this stuff go? Yes. If you want to give us updates on your kids and how they're doing with Dragon Ball, you can send anything, really, questions, comments, responses, hate mail, solicitations, etc. to podcast at com. Find us on Twitter at DizeyX for news and site announcements. 
announcements and individually at GWX, Sayadadai, Mary TOT, and Gambit with two T's. <laughs> Close. Gambit with two T's, 1982. Okay. Sorry about that. No problem. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DiesyX. All right. Before we officially conclude the show, guys, we have a contest winner. So we were having a contest kind of leading up to just numbers, and it was hilarious because we're saying 519, ignoring the Trunks manga chapter because that would make it 520. You're talking about the magic of 519. 519th Facebook fan was going to win a t-shirt and maybe something else. So we hit 519. It's actually been steadily increasing. I forgot what we're up to now. This was a funny story. So uh, the 519th Facebook fan was a porn spam account. (laughs) (laughs) So when stuff was readjusted and uh, everything was taken into consideration, our true 519th Facebook fan was Michael Christopher Bennett II. He is our winner. Congratulations. Mr. Michael is getting, like I said, a t-shirt and Mary, I don't even remember what else is down there. Uh, a lot of stuff. So uh, <laughs> give us your shirt size or tell us what character you like and I'm sure we can find a shirt to accommodate you. You think so? Do, you, do we have different sizes of stuff? I think we have a bunch of stuff down there. Okay. <laughs> we don't even know. Maybe we'll take photos and let him pick. <laughs> I'll model for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> It'll be like all those uh, band sites where it's just a shot of someone's torso wearing different shirts. It'll totally. be Jeff and everyone. <laughs> non and the beard the beard's gonna show up but (laughs) not the face that'd be the best so congrats michael um like julian was saying you can hit us up on facebook and twitter we uh talk to people over there because forums aren't cool for everyone so you want to do the twitter you want to do the facebook you want to do the forum you want to do the chat we have all those places you can interact with us you kids and your social networks that's right. I was actually talking with uh, people today at work about social networks and the demographics for Twitter and Facebook and how a lot of the younger audience isn't doing Twitter because they do have some expectation of privacy. They can set up their own silos on Facebook. And I think they don't anyway. What is up with that? Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> they have an expectation, yet they don't actually change those settings. So it's fascinating. I mean, I can get some demographics on uh, Facebook. I think we noted before that it's 85 to 15 in terms of uh, male to female. So, Mary, how do you feel about that? You want to? see that number bump up a little bit yeah i know it's not like the way it used to be though there used to be a lot more chicks of us hanging around in dbz land need more trunks yeah (laughs) need more pretty boys all right i had a a good time talking about your man here mary me too good times excellent i wish there was more trunk stuff to talk about but i think we pretty much exhausted (laughs) everything there is He'll be a little bit more into the cell game and you know we have a we have a whole new version of trunks to deal with So, Jeff, thank you for joining us for a mid-month review of Awesomeness. Well, thank you for having me. You're going to be here uh, next month. Yes. I've already broken out the next set of uh, manga to read through. So oh, it's luminous. I'll try to bring that over to you. Yeah, I know. I'll bring that over to you this week. I'll do my reading ahead of time. Cool. Uh, because we'll be doing another Low Fidelity. It's it's, it's back. That's Stuff right. It's going, talking Indeed. about music. Indeed, it is back. And uh, episode 34 is uh, online. That was posted just like a day or two ago. Um, and it's uh, us reviewing Los Campesinos, Romance is Boring. It was a very awesome episode. And, and short, came in just over an hour. Did it, that's short for us. <laughs> that, that's short for us. Uh, but no, every no. two weeks, talking topic and yeah, music you know, review, music you usually stuff. go for like two hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's stuff to talk about. Uh, but yeah, it's up there. Check it out. It's uh, lowfidelity.info, L-O-F-I-D-E-L-I-T-Y dot I-N-F-O. Slow it down if you need to really 
remember that. But um, <laughs> slow it down. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go check it out. It's cool and awesome. And uh, yay, we'll record again this week. Cool. And we usually do that live when we can. Yes, so we'll we'll definitely do it live. Twitter feeds and stuff. Oh yeah, Lo-Fi Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. You'll see when our stick cam goes up. Uh, we'll go to Mary next. Yes. Thank you. So hey, Temple O Trunks stuff right. about trunks from when you were much younger. Right. My enthusiasm is still there. Just two years stale. You can find all the Trunks goodies at www.templeotrunks.com. I also have something else I want to plug. So I'm doing some fundraising at work, and I really want the help of you guys because I have an advantage over my coworkers. I have a fan base. <laughs> wow, listen to you. Well, not I, we, collective we. So basically, I work for an organization called Recording for the Blind and Dyslexic, and we record audio textbooks for people who are blind, have dyslexia, or other learning disabilities. Each year we have an event called a recordathon where we do a marathon recording of audio textbooks. And this year we're going national in that we have several locations across the country and we're all going to do these recordings simultaneously at once. So as staff, we're helping out to fundraise and I'm looking for extra support out there. So my goal is to get 500 of you to donate $1 each so I can reach my goal. I'd be super, super spiffy and really, really appreciate it. You can donate uh, my website. It's called uh, www.firstgiving.com slash Meredith Labrie. That's really long, so I'll spell it out. It's F-I-R-S-T-G-I-V-I-N-G dot com slash M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H-L-A-B-R-I-E. And if Mike would be so kind to put this in the show notes, that would be super helpful. So I know we ask you guys to help donate for the show, and that's a huge help. I would also really appreciate if you guys could just spare a couple of bucks, even just a dollar for this cause. That would be really supportive. Julian, you and I can find us every week doing this, but we'll plug that uh, One Piece podcast one more time. That was special four for them. It was in our feed, though, so if you subscribe to us, you got it already. Uh, do you remember what their URL is if you want to go check it out, though? It's onepiecepodcast.com. That's O-N-E-P-I-E-C-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Righto. Well, how about us? Where can you find us each and every week? Yes, well, you can find us here on the website. Yes. And that website is at um, dizex.com. That's D A I Z E X.com. Thank you. So, for Jeff over here, bye. See you this week for Lo Fi. See you in a couple weeks for this show. Indeed. Mary, thank you. We'll see you every week. Yes, thanks. Bye. And Julian. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you from time to time. Uh, that's very true. What's next week looking like for you? Um, I think pretty all right, but the week after that, I'll be moving in with my fiance, and I really have no idea when everything will be settled, so I'll keep you updated. All right, sounds good. So for these fine folks, we'll see at least one of them next week. My name is Mike Vegito EX. This is all trunks all the time. Next week, same trunks time, same trunks channel, much less trunks. Stop <laughs> messing with my head. <laughs> Julian, wrap it up, man. This has been Daisenshu EX, the podcast. Thanks for listening to us this week. Catch us next time. Bar Mike Pokemon. <laughs> How you play Pokemon today? Get, Fuck yeah. I was going to say, did you get your fix? Uh, a little bit. Okay, good. Do you have that little... Little doohickey thing. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. I have a bell sprout on there. <gasps> bell sprout was looking this way. Uh, I didn't find anything. Eh, fuck you, bell sprout. It's like Tamagotchi. <laughs> it really is. It is only a lot better. <laughs>
Okay. Here. <coughs> <coughs> Was that recording? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that explains. All right, that. so uh, recording, yeah, yeah. Trumps. Yay, Trumps. Lots of Wouldn't this be harder to edit around? Um, wouldn't it be a lot easier to just look for the silence? No, because it's all gonna um sync up with the plugin and everything. So you interrupted my song. Alright. Do I know what he was singing like drunks earlier, so I was kind of hoping like I'm sort confused. Drunks. Gotta put out an album now. Doodly do. album. I doodly do. With classic hits like doodly dee. I doodly doodly dee. Let's see. Trunks, trunks, trunks. Me, 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 me. Come on, Mary, you're the only one not singing. Get in on this. Let's go. Oh, God, she's dying. Thought I was over this, but laughter makes it come back. Well, power. Trunks. Let's try calling Julian again. What? I fear the outtakes for this episode. The outtakes are an episode. Hi, we've been singing. <laughs>